Thank you, Willeen. Um, before I get started, I had a little joke that I've been posting on Facebook. It pops up every year. Um, one Sunday morning in South Louisiana, in a, in a South Louisiana church, the pastor called on one of the older deacons, Mr. Boudreaux, to lead in the opening prayer. So the deacon stood up, bowed his head, and said, Lord, I hate buttermilk. The pastor raised his head and ever so slightly opened one eye and wondered where this was going. The deacon continued, Lord, I hate lard. Now the pastor was really perplexed. Old man, old Mr. Boudreaux continued, Lord, I ain't too crazy about plain flour either. But I must told you something. Lord, after you mix them all together and bake them in the oven, I just love me some biscuits. Lord, help us to realize that life gets hard. When things come up that we don't like, <clears throat> whenever we don't understand what you was doing, that we need to wait and see what you're really making. After you get through mixing and baking, it'll probably be something even better than biscuits. Amen. I like that. I just had to share it. All right. Um, Bible verse today is Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9. And I got this from Larry. Uh, he enlightens me on so much stuff when I get to sit down and talk with him. Uh, Jeremiah verse 20, or chapter 20, verse 9. But if I say I'll never mention the Lord or speak in his name, his word burns in my heart like a fire. It's like a fire in my bones. I am worn out trying to hold it in. I can't do it. This is the word of God for the people of God. And did that. Um, this sermon that I'm fixing to preach to y'all is something I've been praying on and thinking about for a long time. And basically, what does it mean to be called and to serve God? It doesn't mean that we should all become pastors lay leaders, district supervisor, or an elder, or maybe a bishop? No. All of these titles are man-made, or maybe God sent them for us. To me, they're like levels of spirituality. The higher you go, the more knowledge of the Bible, you're I'm stumbling. The, more, the higher you go, the more knowledge of the Bible you have. It increases, maybe. Maybe your spirituality does, too. So many people have been called to serve, and we know a lot of them. Tommy, Matt, Tom Carruth, Larry Strickland, David Thompson, his wife Jennifer. There's a lot of them, but we just go on and on. And I bet there's thousands of men and women that have answered that call. Uh, so I, I went in there and started doing my research, and... Um, 
So I started with Noah, old Noah's Ark. And if you read the whole story, Noah walked in fellowship with God. Noah was chosen because he was blameless and he was a pious man. Noah did exactly what God said. He built the ark. He got the animals and did all of this at a young age of 600 years old. While Noah did this, did as God asked, Jonah, on the other hand, ran and tried to hide. And y'all know Jonah was swallowed by the great fish. But Jonah was supposed to go to Nineveh and announce God's judgment um, because the people of that town had become very wicked. But Jonah didn't. He got up and went in the opposite direction. Bought a ticket on a ship, and I hope I say this right, Tarshish. Uh, we all know about the storm and the great fish that swallowed Jonah. Um, the sailors at first didn't want to throw Jonah overboard even after Jonah told them to. said, this, is, this storm is because of me. But they tried to paddle to land or row to land with no success. So they chunked him overboard. And right after he hit the water, the storm calmed. The fish, and these are my words, not the Bible's words, the fish dined on Jonah. And while Jonah was in there, um, I believe it was three days, Jonah prayed to God, and God had the fish spit him out. Now, Jonah being eaten or swallowed and then regurgitated or spit out, he did as God said, went to Nineveh and delivered God's message. And if you read the rest of the story, Jonah went to Nineveh and told them of God's judgment that God was going to destroy the city. The people all repented, put on sackcloth and repented and God changed his mind. And this really upset Jonah. And if you read it, it Jonah and God talk, but it kind of leaves you hanging when you get to the end of it. Now, we all know the story of Moses being found in the river, in the river grass and raised as an Egyptian prince for 40 years. And then one day he was out visiting his people, the Hebrews. He noticed how bad they were being treated, and he also saw an Egyptian beating one of his fellow Hebrews. And this is something that I think a lot of people these days do when they're doing something wrong. So after looking both ways to make sure nobody was watching him, he killed the Egyptian. And then he buried him in the sand. Well, somebody saw him because Pharaoh found out and tried to kill Moses. So Moses had to flee Egypt. And I don't know how to say this guy's name, but I'm going to do the best. He meets Ruel, and over time is given Ruel's daughter to wed, Zipporah. While Moses was sending, tending to a flock of sheep that he had led far into the wilderness to the Sinai, the mountain of God, 
the Lord appeared to him in a burning bush. The Lord called him twice, Moses, Moses. And after Moses replied to the Lord, the Lord stopped him and said, You're on holy ground. Take your sandals off. God called Moses to lead the Israelites out of captivity in Egypt. Well, Moses wasn't a good speaker, so he begged God to get someone else. So God gets Aaron, his brother, to speak and go along with Moses. Well, Pharaoh wouldn't listen, and there were ten plagues before the Hebrews were released. And each time, Moses and Aaron went before Pharaoh, and each time before a plague, they told Pharaoh what was going to happen, and um, it says God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Um, But we all know that Pharaoh let them out, and they fled Egypt. And Moses was 80 years old and had killed someone. And Aaron was 83. And then, now there's Samuel. Samuel was called three times by God. Each time he thought it was Eli. Um, i got to skip down here a minute. Well, I don't see it in here. But anyway, um, Samuel was the son of Hannah. And Hannah had not conceived a child for many years. And she prayed and prayed and told God that if she gave him a son, gave her a son, that he would give him, she would give him back to the Lord. So, um, Hannah had Samuel, and after he was, it might be further down, anyway, um, after a few years, she gave Samuel up to Eli to be raised as a priest. Well, each time God called Samuel, he thought it was Eli, and he would go to Eli and say, yes, why have you called me? And Eli would say, no, go back to bed. So the third time, Eli told Samuel that it's the Lord calling you. So next time he calls, answer, yes, Lord, I'm here. So Samuel did this, and Samuel was told of the downfall of Eli and Eli's sons. Eli's sons were wicked, evil men, and didn't respect the Lord. And when Samuel told Eli this, because Eli pretty much said, you're going to tell me this or God's going to put a curse on you. So Samuel told Eli everything that God had told him. Eli's response was, let him do what he thinks is best. And of course, as Samuel grew, all of Israel knew that he was a prophet because everything that Samuel said was very reliable. When this all started happening, Samuel was only 12 years old. Saul, we all know Saul, changed his name to Paul. Saul was on his way to Damascus 
he had gone to the high priest in Jerusalem and asked for permission to go to Damascus and get the priest there to uh, give him believers of the way or the followers of Jesus. And his plan was to bring them back to Jerusalem in chains. Paul was 30, 33 years old when he was called. Um, We all know that Saul was on his way to Damascus and the Lord blinded him. And then he got a sight back when he was in Damascus praying and Ananias came to him and said he was here for him. My points are really simple. God calls anybody he wants. Age doesn't matter because Noah was 600, Moses was 80, Paul was around 33, and Samuel was 12. God called them all, and background doesn't matter. Noah was a pious man. He walked and talked with God all the time. Moses, he'd killed an Egyptian, ran and hid from Pharaoh, and God called him while he was tending sheep. And, of course, Moses stuttered. Samuel was given to the Lord to be raised by Eli as a priest after he had been weaned from his mother. And, yes, that's what it says in the Bible. Paul was on a mission to capture Christians and bring them back to Jerusalem in chains. And Paul of Saul persecuted Christians for many years. And the reason I say this is I know where I have been. I know where some of y'all have been in the same spots I have been in. But now I'm, I feel it's my turn. I have to answer God's call. So I love getting up here and speaking God's word. I really love doing the worship, the research for these sermons, if I just quit procrastinating. The plan was supposed to happen was I was supposed to get with Tommy and discuss a plan of uh, a possible course of study. But because of my work and now COVID, it's, you know everything seems to get in the way. <clears throat> and I talk with Larry a lot, a lot, and he helps me. I have even reached out to Tom Carruth at times to help me write my sermons. And, of course, Matt was here my first four or five years as a lay leader, so I got plenty of help from Matt. <clears throat> so what I'm saying is, you know, sometimes... And this is going to show my age, and some of y'all will know exactly what I'm talking about. I think of that old Avon commercial, Ding Don, Ding Dong, Avon's calling, except replace Avon with Jesus. And that is my sermon for today. <clears throat> um, let's say a word of prayer, please. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for all that you have done for me and given me these words to preach. Lord, bless each and every one of us as we go about our lives. Keep us safe and healthy and be with all our 
friends and our church family that has come down with COVID, be with them, heal them quickly and safely so they can return to you and us. I ask this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm -hmm.